This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. Another week, another episode. Thank you so much. To all the fans, new and old, OGs and new alike, I'm so excited to be in your ear this week and every week. And this week is another rant, another rant and rave from yours truly. And if you want to see me rant and rave live, come see me live doing stand-up. I'm going to be all over this mofo. I'm going to be in Everett, Washington, 420 at the Everett Theater. I'm also going to be at Cap City Comedy in Key West, Florida, the 21st, 22nd of April. I will also be at the House of Comedy in Edmonton, Canada. Oh, Canada. May 4th, 5th, and 6th. May the 4th be with you. Come celebrate with me. I'm also starting my memoir writing course at UCLA in in May. Actually, next week. Oh, I better get some pencils. June. Where am I in June? Am I anywhere in June? Might be someplace in June. I don't think so. A whole bunch of dates. JessieMay.com for tickets. In July, I know for sure I'm going to be in Chicago the 21st and 22nd of July. Come on, Chi-Town. Don't be so shy with your girl, Jessie Mae. Come on out. JessieMay.com for tickets. Make sure you come check it out. And also, leave us a rate and review on the pod. I'll ask you until the day I die because I appreciate you. And I hope you appreciate this episode with me, Jessie Mae Peluso. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 You're listening beep. to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie. Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary. A deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy how hard it is to make it in this biz i'm a fucking professional each week it's something different sometimes i have a guest host sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode sometimes i just ramble about the bullshit i dealt with the week before you never know what you're gonna get it's raw uncut and funny it's me i learned that i gotta get the mute button unmuted when i'm recording as to not miss some gold hi everybody all that glitters is not gold Absolutely not. Don't get yourself fooled by that which glitters. What'd they say about narcissists in the lake? Narcissus in the lake? 
He went in to get a look at himself. He was like, oh, I'm cute. I'm real cute. Look at this reflection of my face. Look how beautiful I am. And the lake saw its reflection in Narcissus's eyes and then swallowed him whole. Everybody knows that old folklore, that old Greek fairy tale. How's everybody doing? My jaw is still swollen. The dental nightmare is continuing. I still have a hole in my mouth. I would have sworn that by now the hole should have been sealed up. I heal relatively quickly and I don't understand why the hole hasn't healed. Why hasn't the hole healed? It's, it's a real mystery to me. And the, it's probably not healing because I keep opening the wound and looking in and going, oh, there's a hole underneath the stitches. Obviously, there's a hole underneath the stitches. He cut into my freaking jawline. What I have learned the past couple weeks in dealing with various people in my life is I need to chill the fuck out. I just need to chill the fuck out is what I really need to do. I need to calm down. I need to take a breath. When's the last time you did that? When's the last time you actually just took a breath? I feel like most of us are functioning from a shallow breath. <laughs> right? If they say everything comes down to the breath, most of us are just, <laughs> we're taking the most shallow of breath. We're, we're breathing like we are literally rose on the door in the ocean. Had plenty of room for, for, for freaking, uh, what's his name that dates a 20-year-old's? Leo DeCap. Plenty of room. Everybody knows Leo DeCap could have fit on the door. Shallow breathing. We're all shallow breathing like we're freezing in the ocean watching the Titanic sink. <laughs> And they say, you've got to learn to take deep breaths. Well, I, I feel like there's no more space in my body to take a deep breath. I feel like every catacomb in my body is occupied by anxiety. And that's why I can't take a full breath. You hear me, Wim Hof? I can't breathe. Whew. It has been an interesting week. So I, I'm learning I need to chill out. The overthink is in full throttle. And I think it's because I do have a few larger projects that I am dealing with. And, uh, you know, the, working on writing a pilot and embarking on a horror movie and working on my book. Hey, it's, I should have been a veterinarian, I guess is the thought. I should have gone to veterinary school and, and I could be, you know, doing surgery on a ferret right now. But instead, I chose to write movies about Sasquatches. You know, it's my dream is my dream. And sometimes dreams come with a lot of anxiety. So I am managing that now. And my mouth is still numb from this dental work. And I got to tell you guys, we know the phones are listening because now I'm getting all these dental inspired articles. It could be just a coincidence, but the New York Times sent me an article and its title was What Dentist Wish You Knew, which we're going to go through. There's like five or six facts that dentists wish you knew. So we're going to go through that at the end of the episode. I also was sent an article from my friend Leo Flowers, who has a great podcast, Before You Kill Yourself, that was dreamed of in our shared kitchen a couple years ago. He sent me an article with the title, Meet the Men Paying to Have Their Jaws Broken in the Name of Manliness. The world has lost its mind. And we're going to get into that, but the world has lost its mind. And speaking of losing my mind, I traveled this past week. I was in Syracuse. You guys know that I had to, a couple weeks ago was in Syracuse doing the dental work heard around the world. 
And if you want a great video of me describing and showing you what my tooth looks like, it's on all my social media platforms right now. Debbie, my assistant, made an amazing edit. I feel like her and I together are a dream team. Her editing skills have just been so much, have advanced so much in these past couple years, and she's having a fun time making the videos, but you got to check out the video she made about my bad tooth we talked about. It's ridiculous. Where she put my tooth was offensive, borderline rude, and accurate. Very accurate, yet rude. But, um... Yeah, it's been, I just lost my, what was my train of thought? Oh, so I was traveling and I'm not trying to sound like an elitist. I am far from being an elitist. I'm not even in that, that percentile. Okay. I, I, I couldn't even sit on the bus driving to the playground that the elitists are going to go play at. Let's be real. But it used to be that when you traveled and traveled a lot, you would accumulate miles with one specific airline. I am a Delta through and through. It used to be that you would accumulate miles and you'd get certain perks like access to the lounges and the lounges were exclusive and there was always a place to sit. There was never a line to get in. There was always food and, and some space. Now, getting into a Delta lounge, you'd have a better chance getting into the hottest nightclub in LA on opening night. It is filled with people in lines to get into these to these airport lounges that used to be a place that frequent flyers would go. Well, when did everybody become a frequent fucking flyer? When did that happen? Because now it's not a luxury anymore. It's just people expect to be able to travel and it, it, it should be a luxury. I still consider it a luxury to be able to get out of my house and go inside this metal box that we've all agreed it can l stay in the air for however long science says it can stay in the air for whatever projection and fuel and all of that, whatever, whatever it needs to have happen to power it, to stay through the air. We've all agreed that that's a thing we're doing to get into that box, fly all the way across the country, land on, on a glorified parking lot with basically containers that serve as terminals and have someone come pick me up. I can leave my house in Los Angeles in the morning and land in Syracuse at night. And, and we expect that to happen now. It used to be a luxury. And even the idea of it used to be so awesome for us. Remember awe? We used to be in awe of things. What happened to awe? I, I, I feel like we've lost our ability to experience awe. And awe, honestly, is a childlike emotion, experiencing something for the first time, being astounded, being, feeling complete elation and being surprised and feeling small and uh, curious all at once. Awe is, has become an, ex an endangered commodity in our life. And I search for awe most days. And I realized that I have, even me, Miss Positive, well, you know, we, we're, we're, we're working through some stuff. You guys know. We're working through some moods. <laughs> but even I have struggled to discover awe, something that I enjoy looking for every day and experiencing and used to experience frequently on just a very 
subconscious level, not even trying to experience awe, because I, I think the very nature of awe isn't something you can really contrive or something that you can plan for. It happens, and that's one of the most magical parts of it. But I am someone who is a child and feels connected to her child. And so when I'm experiencing a difficulty, experiencing awe, I know the rest of the world is as well. I just think we, the way we live has numbed our ability to feel awe. I, I've got to look up the actual definition of awe. Let's see what, what the um, phone says it is. Is it even a word? Here I am just like, we need to experience awe. And the dictionary is like, what? An overwhelming, oh, golly, it's a Kalia word. Golly, where is my mouth? An overwhelming feeling of wonder or admiration. A feeling of profound respect for someone or something. The awe of God. And it can even be classified as fear. That's something that for some reason we experience a lot of, but I also feel like in society we're trying to avoid. You can't avoid the inevitable. And to stay on course, I, I, I think we need to do more things that allow us to experience awe. And I, you know, how do you do that? I think you travel, you go to different countries, you experience different cultures. Well, that's difficult now as I just was bitching about before. And what's bothering me this week, travel is bothering me this week. Day, uh, day travel and airport lounges are packed like a, a new strip club on the Las Vegas Strip and the Sunset Strip. It's, it's, it's the hottest club to open up is the Delta Lounge in LAX. They're like, uh, do you have a reservation? Yeah, my $1,400 ticket to fly two states over is my reservation. Air, air travel has gotten so exorbitantly expensive and it's packed and people are such see you next Tuesdays. It is disheartening. I'm in awe of all the see you next Tuesdays in the airport. People who literally step on you like you say welcome. I'm sorry. Am I a straw mat, sir? I'm sorry. Am, am I a piece of toilet paper underneath your shoe? Am I a cockroach? Why are you stepping on me? We're in the same line to get onto the same plane. We're going to get back to awe uh, because I'm, I'm still going to classify it as something that's bothering me, our lack of awe in our, in our life. So think about that for yourself. Like what used to bring you awe, what brings you awe and try to put yourself in places where you can experience that. And, you know, well, let's just, let's just go through it because I already started talking about travel. I think also nature. Nature is a great place to experience awe. Nature is something that can make you feel very small. It can make you feel connected. It can take you out of your thought process that I know so many of us just ruminate in this negative space. And we're going through this sort of roller coaster of emotions. And, and we feel like we just have to white knuckle the cart and sit on the ride, we don't realize we have all the control. And I think nature peels back the ego and, and allows you to just really let go of trying to have the control of your emotions and just be at peace and feel awe for mother nature. I think another way you can experience awe is by getting your hands on some psilocybin. I'll say it. This is from my own personal experience. Psilocybin has an ability to help you experience awe in a way that is profound and remarkable. 
and it's it's such a deviation from your normal thought process it really shakes up how you think and it really restructures those thoughts and those synapses in your brain to create new pathways to help you think differently i think that helps you experience awe too just to think differently go to a rally go to a a protest peacefully protest do something you've never done before that'll help you experience awe and you know i think also surrounding yourself with new people surrounding yourself with people who are from a different place than you are from i think that really can help you feel small i think it comes back to feeling small i really do i think our ego has driven us for so long and we've forgotten how teeny how microscopic we are on this freaking earth you guys are probably like did you do psilocybin before the show no i did not this is pure frustrated energy and you know for me i'm just mad that awe has kind of left the building for a hot minute and maybe this is more of a podcast to remind myself that hey don't lose that magic just because the world is trying you and just because you have struggles and maybe you took on too much doesn't mean you shouldn't stop and literally smell. Is it the daisies or the roses? F f smell them all. Smell all of them. Well, not people. Don't like smell a person because that's inappropriate. Or do. Maybe it'll open up a conversation. Maybe that'll really open up a conversation. But I, I honestly, I want us to experience awe more. I'm very frustrated by that. And I was in awe of the see you next Tuesdays at the airport. There's your segue. I was in awe of a lot of see you next Tuesdays. People stepping on me, bumping into me, cutting me off. What happened to excuse me? I think that excuse me is experiencing a supply chain issue. I didn't realize that COVID had also affected excuse me. I didn't realize that this was something that got canceled during COVID. I'm sorry, but we should stop looking for Jean Benet's killer and look for excuse me. Excuse me has gone missing. Put it on all of the non-dairy creamer cartons and all of the almond milk cartons because excuse me is lost. We need to send an APB because I haven't heard a lick of excuse me since before quarantine. Now everybody just living their life, stepping on people at the airport, cutting people off, not an excuse me, drip dropping out of their lips. Not, not even a, excuse me. Like, I'll, I'll take an under the breath, passive aggressive, excuse me at this point. I'll take a, a, a disingenuous, passive aggressive, barely audible Spanish, excuse me, from a white person. That's how, how little my expectations are at this point. I read something that made me feel furious on Instagram. It said, don't expect, uh, it, it, it said, don't have expectations, have gratitude. And I wanted to be like, I expect people to say, excuse me. Is that too much to expect out of humanity? Because if it is, we're fucked. If it's too much to expect common decency, we are fucked. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. 
Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, we are screwed beyond reasonable doubt. It's if we can't expect basic decency from human beings and then we go to become desensitized to that, we're screwed. And I think we're already halfway there. But God bless the timeless existence that is in an airport. Doesn't matter the time of day. No one's going to judge you if you have a glass of wine. It's always wine time at LAX. And that's one of my favorite parts about it. That's, that's one of my favorite parts about you, girl. It's always wine time at LAX. 8.30 in the morning, wine time. 5 p.m., wine time. It's any o'clock somewhere. It's wine time. At the airport, there is no time for wine because wine time is every moment, every second of the day. God bless you. Because the amount of CNX Tuesdays that are milling about you better believe i'm gonna need a glass of wine okay i see you looking at me yes it is 9 37 but you have stepped on my toe six times going back and forth to check to make sure you're at the same gate at the right gate you're at the right gate okay i've done it as well i just managed to circumvent the space and the territory as to not step on my fellow traveler's toes (sighs) i think i need a nap i think i need a nap and I feel that people are just rude. And there was this guy. Here's, here's another See You Next Tuesday issue that I, I can't stand. And I recorded this guy on my phone like a little bit. I didn't get much of him, but I got enough for you to sort of hear how loud he was. People who talk on their phone in line someplace loudly. It's one thing if you've got your head earbuds in or a headset in and you kind of manage your levels a little bit. And this is coming from me. I'm a loud Sicilian woman. I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm sometimes way too loud. I try to be somewhat cognizant of my volume when I'm in a public space. Do I sometimes chirp like a pterodactyl on fire? Yeah, you betcha. You betcha. I'm working on it. I'm not perfect. But it does bother me to hear people have full-on conference calls in the priority line, humble brag, on a flight heading to Houston, Texas. This guy's hot breath was on my shoulder like one of those weird people in Venice Beach who has the pet parrot. His breath was my shoulder's pet parrot. And it was just quack, 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 quack. He just was squawking over my shoulder. I felt like I was a Siamese twin and the other head was having a meeting. And this guy's just pop, 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 pop. So annoying. And I, it takes a lot for me to say something. And I'm somewhat respectful. I got, I, I, and I'm saying this, guys, and I realize I told you how a, a few months ago I kind of lost it at a gate as well, <laughs> heading on to a flight because the, the gate attendant didn't want me to carry my purse and a backpack 
and the other bag, even though my purse was very small. He was very literal about the three item rule, even though you can have a backpack and a duffel bag and shop and buy something in the airport. That's a big bag and they don't seem to be bothered by that. But my purse, I guess, isn't good enough. Anyways, I digress. So I am very aware that I have been on edge. I'm on the edge of glory. <laughs> I'm on the edge. Very aware of that. Thank you. So I took a breath. Not one of them shallow breaths. <laughs> Not one of them shallow, wintry, depths of the ocean sh- breaths. I took a deep breath. I centered myself. Well, this guy's like, a pop, 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 pop. and I turned around and he looks at me and I go, it's a lot. And he's like, okay, okay. Because he knows. He didn't even question me. I go, it's a lot. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And spun around 180 and went to the back of the line. And I kind of looked around and a few people just started. <laughs> slow Rudy clap for your girl, Jesse May. Take them down one Zoom call at a time. Get better at time management. The public does not need to hear your stupid fucking meeting, Lance. No one needs to hear your fucking meeting. Listen to this guy. Come in. And then we can sell things to that can also get them to play in the board games. Oh, you're going to sell things? You're not going to sell anything. Because if you're this annoying in a line, I can't imagine you in a room trying to sell something. If you're this annoying, standing in line to get on the plane, I would imagine you're doubly as annoying in a room trying to pitch a show. No one's going to buy anything from you. This. You know what I want to sell you? A muzzle. I'd like you to buy a muzzle. Let's not worry about sell, selling things. I'd like you to buy a muzzle and put it on. I'd like you to, to have to get jaw surgery like I did, but instead of you getting, uh, you know, a root canal, whatever the heck they did in my mouth. I'd like you to get your jaw wired shut for no good reason. And I'd like you to miss all your zooms here on out. On on my shoulder. This man, and this doesn't even do justice as to how loud this man was. The best part is he was sitting behind me on the plane when I sat down. <laughs> I went to sit down. I'm like, man, the universe has got a real sense of humor. She's cute. The universe is real cute, cute. She, she's like, oh, you want to you wanna open your mouth in line and not be able to maintain your cool, even though I've given you multiple options and multiple opportunities to be chill? I'm going to put this mofo behind you. He didn't say a peep, though. Got to be honest, I didn't hear a peep out of him the entire flight. I can't imagine he had any air left after that long ass conversation that he had. And this went on for a long time. I let it go on for too long. I was in awe of him. So I guess awe is not lost. (laughs) Awe is not lost. Maybe that'll be the title of this episode. It is not lost. Here I am worried that I lost my awe. It's just transferred into anger. It could be fear. It could be anger. It could be anything. Why limit awe to excitement? Let's open up the door to extreme fury so he kind of frustrated me and I felt I felt uh, somewhat vindicated because as I crept up in line after telling this guy it's a lot which I thought was a very diplomatic way to say shut the fuck up I could have said shut the fuck up but I chose not to 
This is me learning to censor myself, which is something that I'm working on as well. Very difficult as a comedian because it's the opposite. It is antithetical to the art of comedy to censor oneself. But in life, sometimes censoring yourself is necessary to avoid altercations and in heightening situations there's no need to heighten a situation the whole point is to diffuse 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 we need to diffuse everything and that's the problem with some people they haven't learned how to diffuse they haven't learned how to approach a situation take a breath and go it's a lot that's not to say like I said I haven't had moments where I'm a little rickety okay a little emotionally rickety at a gate traveling traveling is an exercise in patience that sometimes a lot of us just don't have the ability to access in that particular moment maybe we didn't get sleep maybe our husband was snoring maybe our kid was kicking us all night maybe our dog was farting or doing that across the room i know i'm not the only one i will be dead asleep in the throes of rem and then i'll hear and my dog is just popping and locking in the corner about to throw up the pound of grass that he ate that morning. Nothing wakes me up quicker than a dog dry heaving in the corner. It is an alarm clock. Someone should just make that an alarm clock. I popped out of bed like I was the lead dancer in a new Alvin Alley choreography. I just leapt out like the black swan. I don't even think I landed on the on the bedroom floor. I think I floated over to the pile of grass. And then you try and like shimmy your dog around so they don't vomit on the carpet. Dogs have an amazing ability when they're to find the one spot you don't want them to throw up on and they throw up on it. You got all this hardwood floor, Carlin, right on the freaking carpet. The carpet I can't wash. Why did I bosh? Why did I bosh, 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 bosh? Why did I wash? (laughs) Why did I buy unwashable carpets? I don't always make the best decisions. I didn't realize you needed to wash a carpet. Now I realize why some people don't have them. But man, does Carlin have an ability to spot the worst place to throw up? And at 4.32 a.m., and I'm like, no, don't throw up on the carpet and I catch it in my hands and I question my life's choices up to this point (sighs) all that to say just try to find awe (laughs) try to find your why oh god what what happened guys the airport lounge used to be a special place now it's a place where regular people feel special and I'm against it Okay, I'm against it. it. Used to be an exclusive spot. Now every now it's inclusive. It's the only place in the world that shouldn't be inclusive is the airport lounge. It's made to f- make you feel like a millionaire flyer. It's made to make you feel like you could fly in a private jet. You know, if you saved up all the money you ever made, you still couldn't afford it. But that's what the airport lounge is there for. Not inclusivity, exclusivity. I'm much more fancier than you. Are you flying coach? Gross. I'm in the Delta Airport Lounge. I'm an elite flyer. No, you're not. No, you're not. You just picked a career that made you had to go to Wichita four times a year and you've racked up some miles. Get out of here, you peasant, you pariah. You don't belong in the airport lounge. Ugh. 
I just want to like sit in a box in the airport. One of those lactation stations, that's where you're going to find me. I'll be in the lactation station. And the irony is I'll probably just spontaneously conceive. It'll be immaculate conception. I'm going to be the Mary Magdala of LAX. I don't know if I said that right. It just flew out of my mouth. I'm sure I said it wrong. Okay, let's get to this article about men breaking their jaws in the in the in the vein of of beauty. Meet the men paying to have their jaws broken in the name of manliness. Now we're discovering this together. I will include the link to this article in the show notes. A growing number of men, often motivated by the darkest corners of the web, are paying vast sums of money to have their jaws broken and reshaped in the hope that a manlier mandible might transform them into alphas or chads. Are they biting off more than they can chew? That's a cute little headline. And this popped in my in my email box after I was talking about Matt, Matt Reif's jawline. Matt Reif is a jawline. It looked like it was chiseled by the people who made Mount Rushmore. It's amazing. I, it, it, it looks like something that that lady from the Lionel Richie music video molded with her hands. And I don't know if that's something that's factory installed or did he have his jaw broken? I'm going to have to ask him. I'm going to have to ask him. He's, he's got, I think this is, we can blame this on Matt Reif because his jawline's perfect. Um, let's see. So basically the article goes on to describe the medical terms and what, what they do. It's, it's a bilad, bilateral sagittal split osteomony, osteom, osteotomy, osteogenioplasty, a lot of words. Basically after splitting a lower jaw, upper chin, and jaw, respectively, surgeons were, will bolt the pieces of bone back together, restructuring, restructuring and advancing the jawline. This man's been waiting for this since 2020, when amid the stasis of the pandemic, he began reaching out to cosmetic surgeons. But this scene was sown much earlier in his teens when he felt him falling behind his better-looking friends. As he saw, it, they had no problem getting girlfriends, whereas he struggled. See, this to me seems more like a mental health issue than anything else so many of us compare ourselves to unrealistic standards and this i have to say is a quality ladies guys breaking their jaws in the name of beauty i gotta say i'm here for it welcome to the club fellas welcome to what we do or, or some of us do to our bodies to try and achieve some ridiculous standard but also we don't have to victimize ourselves to the way things are done we can break through that shit you don't have to be another you know, a cog in the machine, fight back. Don't conform. You have your own will. You have your own choice. But this does ring kind of sweet for equality. I'm here for it. I am in favor of men breaking their jaws in the name of beauty. A little bit of pain, right? No pain, no gain. And as one broken jaw survivor to another, I wish you well, girl. I hope you get the jawline you deserve. I'll drop this link in the show notes. We don't have to go through the whole thing because I'll probably vomit a little bit. Um, it, it, there's a lot that gets into the life of this person who decided to have their jaws broken. And it, it, it's basically, they look like the, the tick. You remember the tick? Or even um, American Dad, the American Dad jaw. And I don't know why this has become the sort of archetypal sense of uh, archetypal um, idea of beauty for men. Why is a strong jaw thought as something that makes them attract attractive? It's uh, it, does that mean that 
they can hunt better if they have their uh, larger jaw is it so when they're thinking they can they have, it's a bigger place to grab you know the thinker or is the thinkers like this fist to the forehead well still when you're thinking you kind of grab your jaw so maybe it allows them to think a little bit longer because there's more jaw real estate space i'm not sure but this is just jarring get it because i always say jarring jaw surgery has typically been a corrective measure used to address medical issues or among men transitioning there's an interesting topic and an interesting reason <coughs> excuse me sorry guys allergy season an interesting reason to get your jaw adjusted, which I can kind of understand, but just straight men cracking their jaw to have a more straight man jaw, it just seems like a waste of money. Uh, you'd be better off maybe taking that money, learning a different language, learning a skill, learning something that makes you feel like you have um, another contribution for society. But I guess that's a much more complicated answer, but the result is a youthful, slimming, grammable. The result is youthful, slimming, grammable. Oh, grammable is an interesting word. Let's look that up. Has anyone ever heard of that word? We're going to have to start doing a grammar section in this podcast. Uh, grammable. Anyone ever hear of that? Oh, wow. It's not even in my, <gasps> did they make up a word? Cause it's not in my freaking my search. A noun? Verb? Oh, can't find it anywhere. Well, that's interesting. An article from GQ just dropped a word that's not real. If somebody knows what that is, I'll wait for somebody to email me. Um, they use injectable cosmetics. Masculinization fillers are what they called. Men creating a jawline with fillers. Here's my thing, and I've always said this, like about the Kardashians of it all, even though we've talked about them at exhaustion as a society. But just the altering that we do to our body, the body alterations that we make. I really think if you're going to put something into your body, you should also put something into your brain and put something into your soul so that you're not just adding something for the sake of adding it. You're adding something and then you're also adding a little bit extra for yourself that's actually useful because I don't know what this big-ass jaw is going to do for you, but I wish you the best. You should hit up Matt Reif and see how he likes having a big jaw. Maybe it's not all it's cut out to be. Get it cut out because they actually like cut out the jaw. Anywho, what dentists wish you knew? Now, I this popped into my email box and I thought I wanted to share with you guys since we talked about my dental journey last week. And the first thing that this says, so so this is from New York Times, what the dentist wish what dentists wish you knew, and it says, Don't get high before your appointment. And then I, I was like, Well, wow, what a way to start off with a negative. Why why don't we why don't you pull your reader in with something a little more gentle, but I got pulled in by it. So it did its job. So number one, your gum should not bleed when you floss. We, I thought we knew that. And I haven't actually gotten to a point as a grown adult where my gums no longer bleed. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to thank the Academy. I'd like to thank my, my gum line. And I'd like to thank that glide floss that I use. It's all about the glide floss. Feels real nice. It's it's like the Tesla of, of, of dental floss. I don't like a string. A string gets stuck in my teeth and then I need floss to get the floss out. You ever floss and then need floss for the floss? Does not feel flossy. You're not flossing if you need floss to get your floss out of your teeth. That's just really shitty floss. So use the glide. I'm here to tell you the glide. I stand by the glide. So your, your gum shouldn't bleed. We know that. Let's see what else they say here. 
Step away from the charcoal toothpaste. Now, here's something I didn't know because I was using charcoal toothpaste. One thing we got to stop is with the fads, the health fads. Charcoal toothpaste sounds too good to be true. And then it basically says it, they do not have a whitening effect. These char- charcoal toothpaste do not have a whitening effect. And they found that the toothpaste is abrasive on your teeth and it could cause hypersensitivity and it, the, the little granules might get stuck in your gums. It can cause damage and even discoloration. So toss that trashy charcoal toothpaste out with your hemp spray. Okay, Trevor? This one shocked me. Don't get an electric toothbrush. I've been using an electric toothbrush for like 15 years. It says brush your teeth, do it twice a day against the gum line at a 40 de- 45 degree angle for two minutes. All right, it's already enough. It's too much math. Brush your teeth, do it twice a day against the gum line at a 45 degree angle for two minutes. It's too much math. Why do I, I'm already out. I'm out. That's probably why I got the, the electric toothbrush. I'm like, I can't do all this math. The thing that I like about the electric toothbrush is that it's timed. So it's like 30 seconds on one side, on the inside, on the outside, on the inside. So two minutes, I know I brush my teeth for two minutes. But then it goes on to say electrical and manual toothbrushes work. They're just saying you don't need it. Well, need is a strong word. The health of your mouth is linked to the health of your body. Now this I knew, oral health is vital. And there was also an article, I'll see if I can find it, uh, that linked the bacteria on your gum to Alzheimer's and the bacteria on your tongue rather being something that is linked to Alzheimer's, which is a little scary to say the least. So I have since bought a tongue scraper and a tongue toothbrush. My mouth, you could commit a crime in this mouth and you wouldn't be able to discover who did it. I'll tell you that much. That sounded really wrong and I didn't even mean it that way. Here's another thing they said, and this is when I left the article. Don't get high before your dental exam, which is just rude. I mean, I get it probably because they get you high when you get there. That's why they're like, don't get high before your dental exam. We've got enough drugs in the office. Don't worry. You're going to shoot out to outer space. We've got your psychedelic experience right here at the dentist. Um, It's because you can't consent to a treatment if you're high. Well, if I'm high, I'm not worried about consenting. And by the way, when I'm high, I consent to things I normally wouldn't consent to, like Cheez-Its. Even though I love Cheez-Its, it's not a a sober snack. Cheez-Its is something I only eat when I'm feeling like I don't feel like I'm not worried about consenting to anything. Like, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Just makes you super chill. People should do more things high. You're just, all right, go ahead. I'm not even going to worry about it. Everything's fine. But I'll add this article. There's a couple other things in there. I'll add this into the show notes. I just thought that was funny that we talked about my jaw and my dental experience. And both these things came up. I I, I don't understand how I spoke about things and they just show up in my email. But we know how because they're listening. They're freaking listening all the time. So I'll put those articles in the show notes and also an article about awe and experiencing awe. I think we have a phone call this week. Let's check it out. Let's check it out. I need one of those boards. Someone did leave me a cute voicemail. Um, No, that was a long one from last week. Here we go. Let's listen to this guy. Oh, doesn't want to play. Okay, hold on. 
Oh, God, is it calling him? Please don't call him. I'm sorry, sir. Here we go. Here's another one. Oh, they don't. Oh, they don't want to play right now. What a bummer. I wonder what happened. Oh, sorry, guys. I had this all set up and now the Google voice isn't working. Let's try it one more time. Um, here we go. Jessamy, my name is Jeff, and I just want to tell you, I think that you are fantastic and hilarious. I'm a 67-year-old man, and you make me laugh so much. Good luck to you. I think you're really going places. Jeff, you better stop. Thank you so much. I love that you said you're a 67-year-old man. What I get from that is you're like, I've lived life, and I know things. I'm older than you, and I, I know when something's good. That's how I'm going to take it. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. I, I'm glad that you think I'm fantastic and you're enjoying this, and I hope you don't mind that I just put you on blast on the podcast. Let's listen to another one. Hi. I was wondering how I could bring my friend on Tattoo Redo. He has a tattoo of his ex-girlfriend, and I was wondering how I could apply to be on there so we can read get it like get it covered up if you give me a call back that would be great my phone number is great oh we want to put her phone number on there wow i i bet he doesn't even know she called me i bet you this guy's girl right now has no idea that she's like hey I, yeah i'm trying to get rid of uh i want to get rid of, of of tina yeah she's on his back and it's kind of hard when i'm on his back and tina's there too he he's not strong enough to carry us both so I'm going to need to get rid of that. See, girls improve things. She's just spring cleaning. And I don't blame her. You know, I don't blame her wanting to get rid of that ex-girlfriend. Is it a face? I wonder, is, is it a head to toe? I have so many questions. So many questions. And this is, you know, I have some tattoos that drive me nuts I've had for years. And I'm going to be starting a tattoo removal process very soon of a few tattoos that I can't stand. And I'm a host of a show that's called Tattoo Redo. So I get these emails and these messages all the time of people who are talking about their tattoo they want to get rid of or their loved one wants to get rid of a tattoo. But this is amazing. Oh, is it her friend? I thought it was her boyfriend. It's her friend, but it's about him and his ex-girlfriend. So ah, something tells me maybe you got, you got something for him. I could be wrong. Maybe it's totally platonic. I could be totally wrong. It's probably a platonic friendship and I'm projecting, but he, yeah, he shouldn't, I, he shouldn't have a, anyone's face. Even the baby faces are, are kind of scary sometimes. It's very hard to get a face on your body. There's very few good portrait tattoo artists out there because they always mess up the teeth. You get a, you think you're going to get an image of a baby and then you look and it is definitely, definitely Annabelle. Most baby tattoos end up looking like Annabelle or Chucky or that new girl, Megan. There's, there's, no, there's no way around it. It either looks exactly like the baby or the demon that is inside of the baby currently. And um, ex-girlfriends are no different. Portraits are very difficult. So if it's, if it's her whole body, I just can't imagine. Is it her whole body on his arm? Is it just a face? But yeah, we should get rid of that. We should get rid of ex-girlfriend tattoos. And I'm in awe that he has an ex-girlfriend tattoo. Not really that much of in awe. It's not too uncommon. But I wanted to wrap up the episode and I wanted to bring it full circle, to be honest. So let's let's get back to some awe, guys. 
Let's be in awe of anything and everything. And tell me what you were in awe of. I want to hear it. Let me know if you were able to capture a moment of awe, even if it was something genuine and sweet and innocent or something angry and infuriating. Please tell me. Jesse May Peluso Comedy at Gmail. I want to hear about your awe moments. And thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. I am back feeling good ranting and raving with you guys and really appreciate your support. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast after you listen. It means so much to me to have your support and I hope you guys have a great week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.